Welcome back to Slayer Talk. Now your hosts, Mark, Carol. Well, thank you, Mr. Walken. Thanks for that uh, great introduction. See, I couldn't figure out if it was Christopher Walken or just a Scottish man. Great to have you in the studio. A Scottish man. You sounded a little Scottish. A little bit. Who did? Christopher Walken did? You You did. No, I didn't sound like anything. Christopher Walken did the intro for us. Okay, yeah, then he was doing his best Scottish accent. That was Christopher Walken doing a Scottish accent. (laughs) Write in if you liked Christopher Walken as a Scotsman. Right. That's my, you know, Sean Connery does that accent in every every movie he's in, is his Scottish accent. You're a... uh, It's because that's his voice. You're yeah, an English weirdo. spy, Orange. Uh, you're a Russian submarine commander. Duh. <laughs> okay, uh, Sean, this movie takes place in Scotland. Everyone in it is Scottish, except for you. You're a Spaniard. Orange. Como esta, senor? Wow. It's exactly how he would do it, and you know it. Sure. <laughs> Welcome to the rock. Anyway, uh, we watched an episode of. He almost choked to death on a sip of soda. A sip of soda. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, takes a sip and then just gags quietly. <laughs> just so you all know what you're missing here. It's May to 20th. Yeah, it is. 1997. We watched an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, we surely did. She's not slaying vampires in this episode. No, but there is at least a vampire in this episode. Talking about vampire things for no reason. One vampire for two scenes, and he's on their side. (laughs) When is the Vampire Slayer going to slay vampires? I don't know. They're setting up this vampire king or whatever, the master, that's what they call right. I'm the master. I need an anointed one. Yes, Skeletor. Um, anyway, so why don't you tell us what the fuck happened in this episode, Carol? So Just sitting there. <clears throat> what the fuck? Sitting there letting me choke. <laughs> like, you're doing so much. You're choking. That's helpful. <laughs> anyway... Um, I invited Christopher Walken to the studio. <laughs> He's sitting over... Guys, don't fight. Uh huh. He's sitting over there, like he's just chilling in the corner watching us. That's yeah, kind of creepy. Watching the episode. All righty. That was his reward for doing our intro. Oh dear lord. Uh- <laughs> I hope this doesn't. I hope this doesn't end up like the last time he was with a couple. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Anyway, he didn't push it. Anyway, go ahead. In this episode, um, Cordelia is, like, trying to get the vote to be May Queen. May Queen for May Day. Which I've never I heard. The school was communist. I have never heard of such a thing. May Queen? Like, we don't it's, do that at my school. It's prom Queen. Uh-huh. But why do they call it May Queen? I don't know. They're taught, like, I don't know why they call it May Queen. Is I'm, prom, like, fucking, like, I'm patented or something? I don't think so. So, yeah, prom queen would make a hell of a lot more sense. They're talking about prom. But she's May Queen. Yeah. Whatever. It's not the May Dance. It's, like I said, it's May Day. 
So didn't know the school was communist. And like, you know, Cordelia is making all her little cutting remarks and stuff about Buffy and she looks all sad and like she was the May Queen at her old school and Yeah, she was popular once. And so we're supposed to feel so sorry for her. And like the attractive blonde. At one point her and Cordelia are talking together. And Cordelia goes off on this like rant about how she can feel so alone, even in a group of people. Yeah, it's actually kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it makes her seem human for once. But It's the Frank Sinatra <clears throat> disease. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Explain. Frank, Frank Sinatra was like that, where he was just like, he, he, it was, he hated being alone. Always wanted to be around people. He had a couple of serious suicide attempts. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he... So you think Cordelia's about ready to open a vein? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think he stuck his head in the oven one time. That's a bullshit way to kill yourself. Well, I mean, talk to Frank Sinatra about it. Call him up. Okay. Anyway. He's quite old now. But Buffy asks her, well, you know, if you feel... She said, like, she's not sure if anybody around her really likes her because do they even know her? And they're so eager to agree with her, she doesn't even know if they're listening to what she's saying. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, yeah, that does sound kind of awful. And Buffy's like, well, then why do you try so hard to be popular? And she's like, well, it beats being alone. Yeah, it beats being lonely by yourself. Right. And then Buffy gets this look on her face like, that's her now? It is fucking not. Just because she doesn't have a crowd of people, she is not alone. She has people around her all the time. She has her Scooby gang. She's got Willow. (laughs) And Xander. And and Giles. So she shouldn't be feeling so fucking sorry for herself. An angel. No, she doesn't because he's avoiding her. Yeah, and she's well, avoiding him. Well, he's avoiding her for sure. Because he tells Giles that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, like, what are you thinking? About what? I don't know. I'm doing all the talking here. What am I thinking about Cordelia? <clears throat> about, yeah, Cordelia, the episode. I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I felt like it was a little bit deeper. It made me care a little bit more about the characters. Yeah. Um, there so, was less Willow and less Xander yeah. in this episode, for sure. It focused a lot more on Cordelia and a lot more on Buffy and their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Everything that Buffy's given up. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is sad. It but is everything sad for she's her. gained, too. What has she gained? She's gained real friends. Yeah. So the monster of the week is... A, not a monster at all, really. Well, it <laughs> kind of. So it starts out with like some teenage girl, yeah, the most frightening monster of all. Some jock dude gets beat with a baseball bat in the locker room, and he says it was the bat was beating him all by itself. <laughs> Someone beat that boy with a bat, and um, yeah, yeah, good. So. Um, and, and, you know, he's being, like, wheeled out, and he tells everybody about this. So then Buffy's in there trying to, like, you know... Ex- he's dating Cordelia, by the way. Oh, yeah, this is her date. She says the worst thing I've ever heard a person say, though. She's talking she's about... Up, I guess. What? Nothing good. She's talking about how he's going to be all black and blue and ugly in their photos for prom. Yeah. That's what she he's cares about. with an inch of his life, and that's all she's thinking about. Yeah, he's going to be released from the hospital tomorrow. She probably wishes he wasn't so she could get a new date, bitch. But on the locker room doors, it's painted, look. 
look, yeah. <laughs> on each of the the lockers. So there's like, you know. Four know. lockers. L-O-O-K. Kind of weird. And you heard giggling right before the bat started hitting him. So yeah. that's the only indication that we have at this point that this is a girl. But it is a girl. It is a girl. And then the next time, mm-hmm. what did she do? She pushed that chick down the stairs. And she was giggling then, too. What a bitch. She loves laughing. She really, she's pretty happy for a maniac. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, she pushes uh, Cordelia's, Cordelia's friend, friend Harmony. Oh, wow. You remembered her name. Well, it's a pretty memorable name. Good for you. Harmony. I've been to her house before. Fuck you. Harmony House. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to have to go drive to L.A. and beat some bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Instead of following the money, it's following the... Skank. I was going to say pussy, but... (laughs) God. So, yeah. Okay. So, two different people in Cordelia's circle now have been hurt. So, Cordelia's freaked out, and she's like, they're going to come for me. And she goes to the Scooby gang for help. She does. She approaches them. She enters the library for the first (laughs) time ever, and it's like a big deal. (laughs) Are you... Are you uh, dungeon? Are you DMing a, like a role playing game or something? What the fuck? She approaches them. She enters the library. <laughs> fuck you. Roll six for initiative, Cordelia. <laughs> are you going to be too scared to talk to them? I think she's rolling for charisma. Whatever, charisma carpenter. Yeah, hey, that's her name. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she she asked them for help. Uh-huh. And so that's why her and Buffy are spending all this time together. Mm-hmm. She's got her... By the way, in that scene, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Buffy's got a neckerchief on. She looks just like fucking Daphne. <gasps> oh my God, you're right. She does. You know, she, that should be hiding a vampire bite or a hickey or something. Ooh. But it's not. There's yeah, <laughs> Vampire bite, huh? Well, I mean, she should be doing something with somebody, preferably Angel. Wow. Don't you think? That would make it a little more interesting. We're so fucking horned up about these people that we watch. <laughs> or it's 90210. Or, it's like you're living vicariously. Are you not getting enough attention from me? <laughs> living vicariously through these characters. Oh my goodness. Anyway. So she's trying on her prom dress and like Buffy finds her a broom closet to change in. I don't understand that. Yeah. But anyways. So that she can be safe, I guess. Yeah. So, this is after they find out who it is. Oh, well, never mind. Then let's back it up. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Tell us about how they find out who it is. Well, she finds her nest. Yeah. It's creepy looking. It's a little like tent or something like that. And it's got, uh, she finds her yearbook. She takes her yearbook out of there. And in the yearbook, everyone's just written, have a nice summer. Right. Everybody. No other personal stories at all. And it's whatever, I can't remember, they found, they went through a list of missing persons, and it turned out to be somebody, I don't remember her name, but. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. (laughs) Shame on us. (laughs) Proves the episode's point. Right. But But she's, she is a student, and like, uh, Xander's like, well, I've never met her before, and well, I was like, yeah, I don't know her. And Buffy's like, well, you both signed her yearbook. And they're like, well, this is probably the only time we saw her. And then Willow goes through the yearbook and she's like, we both had four classes with her last year. (laughs) 
So she's just very unnoticeable. And finally, Giles is like, oh, my God, I've been looking for metaphysical reasons. I should have been looking for quantum physics. So basically what this episode is saying is, is that because she was ignored by everyone and the observer effect is real, I guess. I guess. uh, She just became invisible. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but that's where we're at with this. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and you would think it's just because they're in a hellmouth. Right. But it turns out maybe not so much. Yeah. Yeah, they even mentioned that as part of the reason why it would happen. Right. But then you're right. At the end of the episode, we find out it's happened before. Right. So, okay. So she... She... I, what does she do to Cordelia? Like, did she already knock her out when she's pulling her through the fucking ceiling? Like, she's in there changing, and oh, yeah. Buffy's talking to her, and then, like, you hear a little scuffle, so Buffy literally punches a hole through the door to unlock the door handle, mm-hmm. and you just see her feet being pulled through the ceiling. Yeah, I don't know. And then the next thing you know, Buffy gets injected in the neck with something. Yeah. I, is she, like, a fucking super spy now, too? Like, she's she's got knockout gas that she uh, has acquired somehow? Well, not knockout gas, but drugs. Well, yeah, knockout uh, liquid. Speaking of gas, though, she's got Xander and Willow and Giles. She fooled them because she plays the flute. So she, so she played... plays a recording of the clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Was that just a mistake or was that supposed to be a subtle clue that they were going in the wrong direction? I don't know. That's a good question. But she traps them in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yes, ah. Uh. And she starts uh, Boil- fucking... I thought it was the boiler room. Was it? They're in the basement, and it's where the fucking boiler is. So oh, I think it's okay. The room. Never mind. She traps them, and then she turns the gas on. Yeah. What a bitch. She's trying to kill them. Like, first she tries to beat this dude with a bat. Mm-hmm. Smack. <laughs> then, oh my god, she pushes a girl down the stairs. Right. Now she has... Oh, then she tries to murder Miss Teasley. Oh, we forgot about that. Yeah, she put a paper bag over the teacher... Or bag. plastic bag over the Sp- teacher. That wouldn't, have, that wouldn't have been a very... Oh, am I shocking you here? Right. <laughs> Protect yourself from hyperventilating. Plastic bag over... Yes, the same actress that plays Mrs. Teasley and mm-hmm. Beverly Hills 920. She yeah. puts a, a bag over her head. Because she had the audacity to be helping Cordelia with her studies. Well, and because she never called on her. I guess. They did a flashback to... Like, yeah, to when she like raising her hand in class, and that's where she starts disappearing. Yeah. Just before her very eyes. She has the, uh, she has the character actor's disease. <laughs> She's just blending into the background. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, so she has already tried to kill three people. Now she has drugged Cordelia and Buffy. Oh, before this, too, Angel, as we kind of alluded, comes to Giles. Oh, yeah. And Giles is like, man, I'd love to get my hands on the Codex or something like that. And and, uh, Angel's like, yeah, I can get that. Yeah, he's just like, I I got that. No problem. So he shows up that night just conveniently to give Giles this book after school hours. Says he smells the gas. Once it's he's the, already in the building, it's though. It's the flimsiest excuse that they could give. Yeah. So because he, they just couldn't figure out a clever way for them to escape. Yeah. But he saves uh, Giles and Xander and Willow, Willow. from the gas. Yeah. 
And nobody says thank you. No, yeah, it's the worst. Xander's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) It was not cool. He's like, well, I just came to give this book to Giles. So then Buffy wakes up, and her and Cordelia are both tied up backstage. Right. Not in the good way. Waiting for the coronation, I guess, which is also supposed to be at the bronze, apparently, you said? Yeah, that's what they said in the episode. They're doing the coronation at the bronze for some reason, even though it's a school event and they're in the school the whole time so like why the bronze is even coming up i don't know i thought maybe it was because they wanted to use that set but they don't no, so they don't use it. um apparently they wanted Cor- to invite nerf herder back but they were on tour right so cordelia says she can't feel her face it's been numb. that's alarming oh yeah like i mean have you ever not been able to feel your face only when i'm at a rave yeah, I've I've not been able to feel my face a couple times, but it was, you know, in, somewhat intentional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Buffy is just, you know, she's just waking up. So, <laughs> what? Going back to Dungeon Mastery again. <laughs> Buffy's just waking up. <laughs> Buffy rolled a five for sleepiness. The psycho shows up, and she starts talking about how she's going to... When she tried to kill uh, Mrs. Teasley, she wrote, lis- or she wrote, yeah, listen on the blackboard. So uh-huh. it was look and listen. Okay. I'm just, it's it comes up. It does? Yeah. I don't remember it coming up. She wrote look and listen. Okay. And now she's going to write something else. So she's got him tied up backstage, and in glitter on the fucking curtain is the word learn. Oh, yeah. Learn. Look, listen, learn. Yeah, and the Cordelia's like, what do you want us to learn? She's like, you're not the you're not the student, you're the lesson. Which sounds like, it sounds like a fucking, I don't know, like a 4-H motto or something like that. Look, listen, learn. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It never, they never explain it. What they were supposed to see, what they were supposed to hear, and what they were supposed to learn. It's never explained. Hmm. I don't know if like look, listen, and learn is that that's like look at me, listen to me, learn my name. <laughs> I we didn't. Know. Right. Um, but okay, so she has all these like torturing instruments, which again, like where does that come from? I don't know. She's been raiding Dr. Giggles' uh closet or something. But she has a scalpel. And she is threatening to cut Cordelia and talking about how she's going to make her face the most memorable face that they'll ever see. And that she should be thanking her because people will never forget Cordelia now. Yeah, she's going full supervillain. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like awful, like making me nauseated listening to her talking. Like, But yeah, she's talking about widening her smile like the fucking Joker. Yeah. But in the meantime, of course, Buffy is, you know, working on freeing herself and she fights the crazy invisible lady because she's Buffy and she has superpowers. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, hey, how are you going to fight me? You can't even see me. What, are you going to believe in yourself? <laughs> and Buffy just stops and is like, maybe if I believed in myself. <laughs> and the whole world slows down. And then she knows exactly where she's at. Well, she listens with her super hearing. I guess she, that there, there you go. She looked and listened. Yeah. 
So Whatever, she, I don't know. she figures out where the girl is. She knocks her down. She falls into a curtain. So now everybody can see where she is. Mm-hmm. And right at that exact moment, the men in black show up. Who? Men in a black suits from the FBI. There's a movie coming up called Men in Black. I think it's based on that uh, that like conspiracy theory that there are um, men in that like black helicopters and like black suits and stuff like that. Yeah. So one time, uh, let me just tell you the story. Okay. One time at the library, they had. Uh, I think I've told. I think I've mentioned this before. But one time at the library, my my friend Colin and I went to listen to. Two people talk about alien abductions and their hist- and their and their experience with alien abductions and stuff like that. And they mentioned Men in Black, and that was the first time I had ever heard that term. I think that was probably ninety four, something like that, around the time we started this show. Okay. So, but yeah, uh, so I don't know if that's what they're supposed to be. I don't know if it's like a play on the X Files. They don't really explain it if it's a joke or. I don't think it's a joke. Didn't seem so funny. So are we going to see these people again? That's the question. Of course not. Come on. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, it seems like they're setting stuff up. Everything they did, it seemed like they were setting stuff up. Yeah, we'll see. I highly doubt it, though. But yeah, they, they're like, oh, we'll take her from here, guys. Yeah, like like what? They're just waiting. They're just waiting for Buffy to like capture her. And like, how do they know anybody's going to capture her? How do they know anyone was going to capture her? How do they know she's there? How do they know exactly where they were at that time? Like, everything's weird. Yeah, they just show up out of nowhere. Like, did did they have her bugged? Like, what the fuck is going on? It was very weird. Yeah, so... No one called them. Like, what the fuck? If they saw the principal in the background, the principal's like, I called the police, you know, or whatever, explain the situation, then maybe that would make sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably, because they're from the FBI got some kind of report about a weird situation where a boy got beaten with a baseball bat and said that it did it on its own. So they're the ones that investigate the weird stuff. Maybe, but how but, do they know exactly where they're going to be at that time? Yeah, that's the part that doesn't make any sense. And apparently, like, they, they say this has happened in other schools. That's what they... Well, they... they, they sh- Buffy says, well, you saying this has happened before? And they're like, yeah, we can't answer that question, which is obviously an answer in and of itself. Right. So the episode but it's ends like, like the, the, from like the fucking shop or something like that. If you're a fan of Stephen King, mm. what did, I don't know, the, the shop's shop. like a super secret like spy organization did mm. some fucked up shit. It's it's like the CIA but more secret, I guess. Like the shop is the reason that what's her name in Firestarter becomes a Firestarter. Okay, he did. They did shop did like experiments on the parents, and that's why she was born a Firestarter. Wow. Well, they take this young lady mm-hmm. to a place with a bunch of other invisible teenagers. Yeah, it's the easiest casting in the world because they're just empty chairs. <laughs> like, turn to fucking chapter 11, and she turns to chapter 11, and it's infiltration and assassination. Yeah. And she just goes, yes! Yeah, they're going to turn her into a weapon. Of which course, obviously. makes sense. Yeah. So. so exactly what the government would do. It is. Exactly. You're right. And then Cordelia comes up to Buffy and she's like, hey, thanks. Thanks for saving my life. And then the boyfriend, Black and Blue, comes up and he's like, what are you fucking talking to these losers? And she's like, of course not. Yeah, I would charitable. never. Yeah. I'd never hang out with these lepers. Fuck high school. So. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is the the way the episode ends. Do you like Cordelia more now? Even though in the end she was a bitch again, her character has more depth, so she's a little bit more interesting. I they need to do more. I mean, she's in the opening credits, mm-hmm. like she's a main member of the cast. She is the most peripheral peripheral of the main members of the cast, obviously, because she's. I don't know if she's been in every episode. I think there's a couple episodes she might not have been I in. I think she's been in all of them at some point or another, but probably just to be mean in the background. Yeah, she's not in a lot of scenes. Right. But she's a main member of the cast, and they're fleshing out her backstory a little bit more. So it makes me think that they're going to try to integrate her a little bit more into the main group. I don't know exactly how she gets into the main group, though, because it's like Xander and Willow, they're very... They very clearly know who Buffy is. They're helping her out. She, Giles obviously does. Cordelia is smarter than she lets on, we can tell, because she's looking for help with this assignment. And the teacher in the class had said, oh, you know, you had some really good ideas and insights and stuff. And, like, she can talk intelligently about what's going on. So mm-hmm. right there you can tell she's smarter than she's letting on. But then when she had approached the Scooby gang... She was like, oh, you know, I noticed you always have these weapons and, you know, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I don't remember all the stuff she she had seen. So she's kind of figuring it out, I think, anyway. Well, anyway, um, it, I, like I said, I don't know if they're, if that's what their plan is, is to integrate her a little bit more into the main group. That would make sense why they're doing what they're doing. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess she's, like I said, she's slightly more interesting, but they need to do more work if they want me to be fully vested in her. Right. What do you think? I mean, I'm interested to see where it could go. You know, like, her Mm -hmm. character is not as much mean girl now as she was. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right, well, that is the episode for the week, Carol. uh, Do your thing. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends. All right, we'll go see you next time. Bye. Bye.